today on JC's Revolution. If you have found yourself politically homeless because the left has zigged way left and the right has zagged way right, then you're in the right place. Let the revolution begin. Let the revolution begin. Let the revolution Welcome into JC's Revolution. Glad to have you here and be able to spend some time with you today. This podcast is actually born out of frustration. Frustration of over what's going on with the with our media, with our politics. Seeing people just absolutely getting to a point where they're hating one another. It's this whole overall point of not coming together and literally losing ourselves, stepping backwards in time, getting to a place where we were pre-1964. Our nation isn't perfect, but we are still the best nation in the world. That's my belief. And it's a belief that I'll continue to hold, hopefully for life. But the direction we're going in right now, we will not be able to sustain ourselves for very much longer. We'll either be fighting one another in a new civil war over what our politicians are driving us to. So the whole point of this podcast is to bring us together, find some middle ground, and maybe work towards the things that actually need to be fixed, the things that can be fixed. We're never going to fix anything as long as we're sitting around blaming one another for every little thing that's going on. Our nation is falling apart. It's falling apart as we're tearing at each other as we're pointing our fingers at each other. Nothing can get accomplished when we're fighting one another. And that's exactly where the politicians want to keep us. They want to keep us so focused on fighting one another that hopefully we won't notice the changes that they're making, the drastic changes they're making, changes that are going to affect our, our lives, changes that are going to affect our ability to go to the grocery store and actually buy groceries. I mean, if you haven't gone to the grocery store and seen empty shelves at this point, then I don't, I don't know what to say. Gas prices are higher. Food prices are higher. And I'm not blaming one side for any of this. I'm neither on the right nor on the left, nor do I consider myself a centrist. I don't believe in being the center. I do firmly believe that there's a middle ground that we can all meet at. A place where we can be honest with one another, with integrity, with humility, with mutual respect. A place where we can hear one another and go, yes, I hear you. I hear that that's a problem for your community, in your life, for you personally, whatever it may be. And then actually work towards solutions. But as long as you're pointing your finger at me, and I'm pointing my finger back at you, nothing is ever going to get solved. So what do we need to do? Do we need to turn our TVs off for a while so we can just like regroup and refocus on what it is that is important? I mean, the media, and I don't care what media you're watching, is stoking a fire that doesn't need to be burning. Are there injustices in the United States? Yes, there are injustices in the United States. Do they need to be dealt with? Yes, they do need to be dealt with. But how is going through the streets right now, shooting cops in cold blood, solving any problems? And It's not. This is absolutely crazy. How does defunding the police help communities? 
great. Cops aren't going to arrest me for stealing anything now under whatever amount of dollar value is. So now I can't find anything at the local pharmacy. I can't get aspirin for grandma's headache uh, because the pharmacy has been completely wiped out. How does that make a neighborhood safer? Hey, the cops aren't going to be there because they're, they're understaffed. So now we can just shoot each other freely and not have to worry about being arrested. We are taking so many steps backwards. And it's hard to believe that, that we're actually witnessing this in our lifetimes. Martin Luther King was a phenomenal leader. He brought people together of all races, of all genders, of all beliefs. He had Christians, you know, being a Christian, walk with him. He had Muslims walking with him. Martin Luther King traveled to India. He learned about nonviolence there through the efforts of Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi was able to actually kick a whole entire country from holding his country as a, as a territory. India became independent from Britain be, through nonviolence. Nonviolence is a very powerful tool, especially when you have everybody on board. When it's not blacks against whites and whites against blacks or Hispanics or whatever. Martin Luther King was successful because he brought everybody together. And everybody fought towards the same goals. But that can't happen now. Not unless we change it. And this is what I find absolutely frustrating. Can't turn on the news without hearing about a police officer being shot. About some young boy being shot on the corner of his house as he was waving goodbye to grandma. Chicago's turned into an absolute war zone. Philadelphia, an absolute war zone. Can't understand cities like Baltimore who received billions with a B dollars to help improve their, their city. But the money is nowhere to be found. We're being taxed like crazy. And yes, you know, this inflation that we're seeing, it's an indirect tax, but it's a tax nonetheless. So where is our common ground? Where do we find that common ground? Where do we start? That's the questions that we need to really be asking right now. I'm completely blessed to be able to live in a, in a neighborhood that is filled with uh, every race, creed, color that you could possibly think of. I have love for my neighbors. My, na my neighbors have a love for me. If I need something and I need help, my neighbors, if they're able to, will help me. And I'll help them. And that's the way it should be. So we're wasting our time by yelling and screaming at each other from two sides of the street. We need to be in the middle. We need to all be in the street. Fighting for the same cause. But we've been led to believe that we all have different causes. We don't. We all want the same things. We want a future for our children. We want a roof over our head. We want food in our bellies. We want a life where we can have self-respect for ourselves. What we're doing now, none of that's going to be able to happen. It's one crisis after another. And every crisis that comes along, somehow the government, and this is both sides of the government, take away a little bit of your freedom. And that little bit of freedom that we have to give up, we're never going to see it again. They'll readily take it from you, but they're not going to be readily give it back to you. 
And that's the crazy part. We give it up so freely. We don't fight for what is rightfully ours because we're too busy fighting one another. It's a crazy world we're living in right now. So I'm going to dedicate this podcast and my time into working for real solutions. As this podcast grows, if it's lucky enough to grow and more people start getting involved, the hope is that we can all work towards the same goals, the same solutions, so everyone could live a life in peace and prosperity. And that's why it's called a revolution. We are all warriors in this revolution. We are two sides that are attacking one another constantly in reaction to what we see in the media. We can't trust the media. I mean, I think they've proven over and over again that half the crap they talk about is a bunch of lies. And I don't care what side you're on, or I don't care what media you're listening to or watching or reading. All it has a slant on it. And that slant is purposely driving us against one another. You know, my neighbor next door is black. I'm white. We're both disabled veterans. He gave up the use of his legs to fight for his country, a country that he believes in. But for what? Just so we could step backwards before 1964, before the Civil Rights Act, and start pointing fingers at one another? 1964 was when the Civil Rights Act was, was signed by Johnson, President Johnson. Since that time, the African-American community has made great advances. And the relationships between blacks and whites made some great advances. You can make your life whatever you want to make your life. It's got to work really hard for it. But it's also one of those areas that we actually need to come together and figure out how do we, how do we fix the problems that we're still having in this system. How do we open up education to more people? How do we open better jobs to more people? We may be black, we may be white, we may be yellow, we may be red, we may be, I don't care, purple. We're all human beings, and that's what we need to come back to. The commonality of humanness. So I'm inviting you all to, to join the rebellion. I'm inviting you all to become warriors of revolution. But not in a violent way. Not in the Antifa way with a group of young kids that, that are acting like fascists, claiming to be anti-fascists. We do live in the greatest country in the world. I say that as a veteran who has been all over the world, who's been able to actually have the privilege of living in other countries. Believe me, you go to some of these other countries that I've been to, you'd be thankful for where you live. You'd be thankful to have flushing toilets, running water, clean water. I've been in countries where people had to walk miles to fill old cruddy looking plastic containers full of what looked like mud water. You couldn't even see through the water and they drank it. We have so much to be thankful for in our daily lives that we don't pay attention to it. 
we're too focused on the on the on this war that the left and the right are trying to pit us against trying to get us to fight each other to hate each other and so far they're successful this is absolutely crazy I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Later on, I'll be giving out an email address where you can supply me with your comments. You can supply me with your hate mail. You can supply me with support as far as, hey, this is a great idea. Let's all work together to find this middle ground. Let's all work together to find some actual solutions. Because nothing's ever going to change. I said, as long as we're pointing fingers at one another, as long as we're letting that hatred for one another grow, nothing's ever going to change. In fact, it's going to get worse. You hear about the left constantly saying that our democracy is under attack. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic, which is the one thing that makes our country great. And, and they're attacking it from, from the way, way, way left side, from our Marxist, Marxist point of view. Socialism has never worked. Prime example, Venezuela. If you don't know anything about what happens to a country that is extremely wealthy, whose people aren't starving, go look at the very recent history of Venezuela. And I'm not talking about this being the fault of people on the left or the people on the right. It's everybody's fault. But we've got some people on the left who have zigged way left. And their desire is to bring us to a point where we can no longer exist, where food will no longer be available where gasoline will no longer be available. Where every day will be a struggle for survival. And how do I know this? Because I've seen it throughout history. They want free this. They want free that. I'm going to promise you free this. I'm going to promise you free that. The one thing I think that we've all learned, nothing in life is free. Nothing in life has ever been free. Nothing in life will ever be free. So if you're buying into that, hey, I want a free education, there's no such thing as a free education. You are going to pay for it one way or another. Or an unfair burden is going to be put on a part of a population until that burden can no longer be met. And that's exactly what happened in Venezuela. The socialist leaders of Venezuela made all these different promises about how much better life was going to be. Heck, Fidel Castro did it in Cuba many, many, many years ago. And the people there are still starving to this day. We really need to come together. We really need to make this work. This great American experiment has been successful for going on 200 and some odd, what, 50 years or more. A lot of people have been taking advantage of to bring this country to where it's at. But that doesn't mean that we need to continue taking advantage of everyone. We need to fight the system. Not in a violent way, but in a way where we actually make changes that matter. We need to fight this system by showing up. You watch the media, they make, it, make, make you believe that you have no chance ever to make any changes. You're just going to have to roll with it. Well, that's wrong. The world is run by those who show up. We all need to show up.
social media is being controlled by the major corporations that that run these platforms so there's only one side of a story that's getting out do you want to really see what's happening in the world turn off your tv get off social media for a while walk outside your front door and start talking to your neighbors if you're white go talk to your black neighbors if you're black go talk to your white neighbors see what they really feel I think you're going to be really surprised that it's nothing like the media is telling you that it is. When I moved to the city that I'm in now, I was told that there was some really huge tension between blacks and whites. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I thought we kind of outgrew most of that. thought as a nation we had matured beyond that. I thought racism was just in small little pockets, you know, in the United States. Well, I've been here going on eight years now, and I still haven't seen that racism they were telling me about. I am around people that are black, that are oriental from dif these different Asian nations, uh, from Latin American countries, from the Middle East. And the one thing that we have all in common when we're going to the store, I can go through the middle of some store and... Everyone's friendly, everyone's nice, everyone's helpful. Then I go home just to find out that we all hate each other. So what am I supposed to believe? My own experience, what I've just experienced out in my real world, in the world that I walk around in on a daily basis, or am I supposed to believe what's on the news? People that don't even live in my neighborhood telling me that, oh, I'm hated because I'm white. The truth of the matter is I'm not actually white. I'm a Heinz 114, as Grandpa said. He says there are 57 varieties of Heinz whatever products. He says we're double that. So my background is European, Native American, not like Elizabeth Warren. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of everything in me. I don't care what I have in me. I'm a human being first, an American second. I'll defend you. I'll defend your right to peace, love, and happiness. I'll defend your freedom of speech. I don't care what color you are. When I was in the Army, I used to say there's, there's only one color, and that color is green. You go into combat, you learn one thing. Everybody bleeds the same color. Everyone hurts the same so we need to get off our, our duffs. We need to find that way of meeting each other in the middle. We need to work really hard at in, in undoing the damage that's been done over the last couple of years. We have more resources available to us, but we're being manipulated. And if we continue this manipulation, we're in for a world of hurt. We're not going to recognize the country that we live in. And the only ones that are going to end up on top are those, the ones that have money right now. The ones that are in power right now. It's time to take control of our, our, our government back. See, we're supposed to be a government by the people, for the people. Politicians come out to you and say, hey, vote for me and I'll do this, this, and this for you.
They go in poor folk and they come out rich folk. And somehow we end up poorer. How is it that with a salary of $140,000 a, a year or whatever it is, they all walk out millionaires? Man, I'd love to have a job where I can go, okay, vote myself a pay raise. No, I've met senators. I've met congressmen. And it's amazing how I have to treat them like they're almost some kind of reverent God. I'm supposed to bow down to them. Heck, they work for me. But they seem to forget that. Back in the day when the first representatives and first senators were, were in office, they automatically left after their term was over. Or they may have done two terms and that was it, only because they had businesses to run. They had other things to do other than making it a career. We've got politicians in there that have been so long that, man, they're like part of the institution now. Now, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on one side more than the other, but you've got someone like Pelosi who's been in office since dinosaurs were on the planet. She's become extremely wealthy. And as Speaker of the House, she expects every single Democrat, every person on that side of the aisle, to vote the way that she wants them to vote. You vote for your congressperson, to represent you, whether you're from California, whether you're from Virginia, whether you're from New York City or from Oregon, your representatives are supposed to represent you and the needs of your state, even a smaller portion of your state. They weren't voted in because they were going to go to Washington, D.C. and vote on the lines of whatever the the House leadership is or the Senate leadership is. Oregon doesn't want Florida making decisions for them. Florida doesn't want New York making decisions for them. You vote for your representatives and your senators to make decisions based on what the needs of your state are. We all need to get involved. We all need to become more involved. It's become such a giant animal that it seems uncontrollable. I talk to a lot of people and they say, oh, I, I don't vote, it's just too much trouble. I really don't understand the issues. We don't understand the issues because we're not taking the time to become involved like we should. So my recommendation would be get involved locally. Go to your school board meetings. Go to your city hall meetings or your board of supervisor meetings if you're, if you're run that way. Become intimately involved in, in the issues of your surrounding area. And then work your way up. So why don't we do that? Why don't we all try to get together, find some common ground, and meet in the middle. So my goal is to make this a weekly podcast. See if it grows from there. See what happens. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, would just like to reach out and say, hey, you can reach me at host.jcsrevolution, all one word, at gmail.com.
footprint must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Don't allow anybody to pull you so low as to make you hate them. Don't allow anybody to cause you to lose your self-respect to the point that you do not struggle for justice. However young you are, you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in which to live. You have a responsibility to seek to make life better for everybody. And so you must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Just wanted to thank you for joining JC's Revolution Inaugural Podcast. It was great spending some time with you. Look forward to spending some time with you next week.